0: Good morning, it's good to see you guys here in the last Sunday of the year. If you are visiting with us this morning, this service will be a new experience, well, A, because you're visiting, but also B, because we're doing things just a little bit differently this morning. We're calling this service a Selah service. And if you are unfamiliar with that term, Selah is an Old Testament word mostly used in the Psalm. And it's a musical cue. So if you read through the Psalms, sometimes you'll see the word "sela" after a certain paragraph or after a given verse. And that, that word means to pause, but it's not just to stop singing. It's to pause with significance. It's to pause with understanding of what you just said or what you just heard or what you just sang out. So we're calling this a Selah service because we are using this Sunday, this last Sunday of 2018, to pause and to understand and to reflect and to listen. And that's what we're going to do this morning together. And it's going to be a time of thinking about what the Lord has done or maybe even thinking about what the Lord hasn't done. I think a lot of the time when we get to the end of the year, we think, we, we think about the disappointments that we face, the loss, the grief, the unmet expectations, the things that we're carrying in to the new year. We think about those things. And there is time for lamentation, and we're going to get to that this morning. But there is also time for thanksgiving and remembrance and intention. And that's what we're gonna tackle first, because the Lord is good. And sometimes when we get wrapped up in our disappointments, we forget that. So I want you to think about this year. And as we go into this first Psalm and read it together, think about the ways that the Lord has been faithful to you this year, the ways that he has surprised you this year the unexpected things that have happened or the blessings that have just, you got to experience and we're exciting. I got to see the Sistine Chapel ceiling this year. It was mind blowing. That was a blessing from the Lord. Seeing things that you've only ever heard about and you finally get to see and experience. That's the Lord. He, so I think sometimes we get wrapped up in our own ideas of him that we forget who he really is and what he really does and that he delights in us. And he delights in surprising us and doing things for us. Yes, there is sin and yes, there is disappointment. And yes, there are those things, but he loves us and he does these things to bless us. So you wanna take out those things, the ways that the Lord has blessed you this year, the way that he has surprised you. And I know he told you to sit down, but I'm going to ask you to stand up for this part. Get some exercise in this morning. So part of the Selah service, we want to introduce this practice. It's a very old spiritual discipline called Lectio Divina. And that is intentional reading of scripture. You go over it slowly. You let it seep in and you let it speak to you, it's going to scripture like it's living and active and has something to say instead of just being a text that you read over. So I'm going to read to you Psalm 100 and there are two questions I want you to keep in mind as we read this. The first question is what stands out to me most about this passage, about this text? And the second question is, what might the Lord be saying to me through this text or through this passage? As we give thanks, as we rejoice together, as we remember the good things that he has done. Think about those questions. The next thing I'm gonna ask you to do, it's not gonna be weird or uncomfortable because everyone's gonna do it except me because I have to read. But I want you to close your eyes and be where you are Be intentional about this time and be with the Lord and let him speak to you. This is Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We're going we're to sit with this for a minute gonna pause now and give thanks to the Lord together
1: so as I've been looking back at 2018 um, like Julie was talking about for me 2018 has been a great year in a lot of ways you know Lord's blessed our family we've had really good uh, really good experiences together but on a on a personal level if I can be honest I've been a little bit worn out I've been unsettled I've had a lot of wrestling going on, felt inadequate in a lot of ways and overextended and even at times a little bit lonely. I've had a year where more than ever I feel like in myself I don't have what it takes to do what what I'm called to do as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a friend. It's been a year where I, I don't know about you, but I felt a lot of, uh, a lot of the days this year I wake up and I put my feet on the ground and I'm, I'm just as tired as when I Picked them up off the ground the night before, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, I got to mid-September this year, and I was kind of done. I, I'd kind of hit the end of my rope, ran into a wall. I was completely burned out. I had twitches in my eye and, like, my chin that had been there for, like, two months pretty consistently. Um, I was short-fused with my family. Small things that should be small things became big things. And I actually ended up having, like, kind of some mini breakdowns, I guess I would call them. Um, where like my chest would get tight, my heart would race, and I couldn't think clearly. Kind of a mess, right? And uh, it was one of those things. I've never had anxiety, much to much to my wife's annoyance. Actually, it's not really anything that works me up too much. But I've been having anxiety. So, in a very uncharacteristic move, I took Eric up on his uh, on his uh, monastery challenge that he often talks about. And I went to a monastery for a couple of days, which is a stretch for kind of an extrovert-leaning person like me. So a couple of days in a monastery of silence and solitude. And the time in the monastery, it became a place of pause and lament. It's not what I planned on, but it became a place of pause and lament. So I went into it with like a bullet point list of things that I needed God to answer. Like I had some prayers that I needed him to speak into. I needed clear answers. And that's not really what it... What it came down to it came down to lament lament about un, unmet expectations and relational breakdowns and anxiety and simply not being able to hear God and lament is is the honest vocalization of grief to God that's kind of the definition I'm working with it's the space where we can voice our complaints like David says in in Psalm 64 when, when what we've expected from life isn't happening and it's causing us grief and maybe maybe you're like me in this season Maybe it's been a season for you, less a season where it's a song of joy and it's a song of lament coming out of your heart. Maybe it's loss, you have lost a loved one, and you don't know how you're going to get to the next day. You've battled health issues ongoing. You don't know where you're going to find the strength to take the next step. Maybe you've not experienced victory over sin that you've been asking God to come through on. Maybe, maybe you've been betrayed by a loved one. Maybe it's, it's an affair or a divorce or someone simply just stabbing you in the back. Whatever the case may be, the invitation is still the same. Jesus invitation, he says, "Come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." So, lament it actually leads us closer to Jesus. It's the space where we battle self-reliance by expressing that, that we need Jesus, that we don't understand, that we can't do it in and of ourselves. And this is what happened at this monastery for me. I, I went in completely broken, not seeing or hearing God, desperate for answers, which I really didn't get a whole lot of. But I came away with peace. I came away with peace. And it was one of the most, like, uh, real and tangible experiences I've had where we talk about in Advent, Emmanuel. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, right? We've been talking about that all month. It was one of the most real experiences of that for me where I walked away wanting something else and came away content that I didn't get any of that, but I had the peace of Christ. And so we're going to provide some space to pause and to be silent, to pour out our complaints before the Lord. But before we do that, I kind of want to set, I guess, the atmosphere for this. I had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago, um, and he was talking about some sin that he'd been going through. And he said something like, it's really hard for me to come to church and to be vulnerable. It's hard for me to come and be transparent. You talk about all these things that, you know, bring your sin and all that kind of thing. But you come in, and and we've got IMAG, and we've got a nice-looking stage, and everybody dresses nicer and brings their best foot forward, and we have nice snacks. and It's fairly comfortable. He said, it's kind of hard for me to come and be vulnerable in a place that seems like it's all together. And it really struck me. It really struck me, like, I feel like if there was ever a place where you could bring hopelessness and brokenness and, and despair and be cared for by Jesus, it should be here, right? It should be here. And so I just want to kind of break down that, that thing. If that's something that you kind of latch on this is a place where vulnerability is welcome. Bring it all. Bring the mess. I'm a mess. We're a mess. We just be messes together, right? I read this quote from Henry Nouwen this week. It says, only in the context of grace can we face our sin. Only in the place of healing do we dare show our wounds. Only with a single-minded attention to Christ can we give up our clinging fears and face our own true nature. As we come to realize that it's not we who live, but it's Christ who lives in us, that he is our true self we can slowly let our compulsions melt away and begin to experience the freedom of the children of God. So Jesus' presence provides the grace for our brokenness, amen. So I'm gonna read through Psalm 62 and we're actually gonna have silence. So a lot of times we have like a synth going or something. We're gonna have like cold silence for a couple minutes and it's gonna be a stretch. It's a stretch for me every time. But we're just gonna be silent. We're gonna sit with this psalm. This is a psalm of lament. And, and I'll ask the same questions that Julia asked. What stands out in this psalm? What might God be saying to you? And then, and then I'll just tack on. What is it you need to say to the Lord? What are the things in your heart that you've been holding back that you need to say to the Lord? So I'm going to invite you like Julia did. I'm going to invite you to just close your eyes. We'll stay seated. I'm just going to read through this psalm. And then we're going to have a couple minutes of silence. Psalm 62, verse 5 and following. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I will not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up, they're together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion, set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that you, O Lord, and to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love.
2: In a few moments, we're going to be moving into a time of communion as a church. Um, And it truly is one of my... Uh, favorite services and here at eagle we practice something called open communion which simply means that we want you to know jesus in order to participate but that's it you don't have to be a member of eagle so if you're new to us um, or if this is your first time here we want you to know that if you know jesus that's the only parameter for partaking in the lord's supper and i was thinking about back when i grew up um, in first baptist church of downers grove communion back then was also one of my favorite services but at the same time as you grow older and, and you start to understand more deeply and more personally what it means like the expanse and the experience of communion has grown so as we go before the table it was important to all of us who kind of planned this service to have a brief moment of reflection on what communion is. And so I have three simple things to remind us of what is it that we're about to do and why does it matter? And so the first is to remember, to remember what it is that the Lord has done. And I don't know about you, but I need frequent reminders of that. You know, here we practice communion maybe once a month, and there is nothing wrong with that, but oftentimes you'll hear a Christian say, you know, I want us to do communion less frequent to make it more special, and you hear it, and you're like, well, that kind of makes sense, but then then you think, well, do we apply that to any other aspect of our Christian lives? I'm going to pray less so that it makes it more special when I do. I'm going to read my Bible less to make it more special, as if communion is dependent on anything other than the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. It's this beautiful visual reminder, which is why we remember, and it's Christ ordained. So that's that first thing, remember. And then number two, I loved how this morning when we prayed together and Jim Hurst, one of our elders, he brought up the importance of confession. So number two is confess. And so when we take a moment here to be quiet and to read a Psalm together, we we wanna confess our sin. You know, do we know all the ways we've sinned against God? Probably not. The ways we've sinned against others, the ways we've sinned against our own bodies. We might not even be aware but we're going to take that moment to confess and it's not because we earn forgiveness but it's because it's a relationship so we confess remember confess and then receive you know we receive the elements of the bread and the juice it's symbolic of jesus's body and blood but we really do have to receive you know you hear frequently the analogy of a present and with christmas you know it works that if someone gets you a present but you don't take it you have not received it and i think in our christian tradition we're so afraid that we might convey to someone that we have to do something to earn salvation that we forget it is an action to go and receive we're going to get up and remind ourselves of what jesus has done and we are going to receive a new grace and mercy the good things that he's given us that we don't deserve, and the withholding of bad things that we do. We're going to receive a new gospel provision and power as we remind ourselves of what it is that Jesus did. So we remember, we confess, and then we receive together. And so for this psalm, we'll do something a little bit different than we did with uh, Justin and Julia and we're gonna read it together, out loud. This is Psalm 103. Then we're gonna have a moment for us to do those things, to remember, to confess. We can answer those two questions again of what stood out to us from this Psalm, what might God be saying, and then I will dismiss you for the the Lord's Supper this morning with a passage from 1 Corinthians. But first, let's get these words up on the screen. This is from Psalm 103. And why don't you stand as we read this together? The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, So let's take a few moments to be silent. and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
3: Uh, My name is Seth Vaught. I'm one of the elders here at Eagle Church, and it's my honor to give the final benediction of 2018. The benediction comes from Psalms 105. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. If you would. Today, I want you to go as a people who pause and listen to his spirit. A people who proclaim Jesus' name and sing songs to tell of what he has done and who look to the Lord for strength and seek his face. Go in his name and find peace.